Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dash Podcast. Today is a great episode that we've got planned for you with Miss Ro Show Live, Roshanda Pratt. She's a storyteller and a live strategist, or, or I should say a live streaming strategist, that is. Roshanda, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm so glad to be with you today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. First first off, tell me, tell me what it means to be a storyteller and a live stream strategist. Awesome. So one of the things that I do as a, as a storyteller and live stream strategist is I help brands. I help people who recognize that they're a brand. They recognize that they're a thought leader. They know that um, they are the person behind the service, the product, whatever it is that they offer. I empower people to amplify their voice and monetize their story. So mm. everybody has a story. Facts tell, but stories sell every single time. And so what I do is I help people understand how to tap into their story that connects to their ideal client and their audience. Wow. How did you realize, like, so, I mean, you know, you, you've got speakers, and obviously speakers are storytellers as well. I'm, I, I just started my first right. course, um, Money Talks, Learn How to Get Paid to Speak in 30 Days. And that's that's actually a big emphasis for me is being able to tell your story mm-hmm. and, and emphasize your story and, and really leverage that, really leveraging who you are and your brand to build your business. How did you figure out that that was um, your direction? Well, my training becoming a storyteller strategy started with being a television news producer. Uh, for 20 years, I worked behind the scenes as a television news producer, sometimes in front of the camera, sometimes helping people tell their story in front of the camera, hmm. doing some PR and crisis communications. And one of the things that I learned from a lot of people, people have great stories, but they just didn't know how to make that connection when it wow. came to traditional media, or when it came to media, period. And so going through that journey and the things that I learned as a journalist are many things that I teach my clients that I work with, Mm. teaching them how to think like a producer, teaching them how to tap in and understand their target audience, understand the people that they talk to, but also how to take a piece of their story, a chapter of their story, and weave that into the product or service that people Mm. listen to them and say, wow. You're unforgettable. Yeah. I need you in my life. Because yeah. that's what you want, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what all the brands that we uh, connect to do. That's what my iPhone does for me. Yeah. It makes me think that it's unforgettable, right? That's why when I leave the house, I'm willing to drive back home 20 minutes to go get my phone. <laughs> because I'm like, I can't function without it. So you want to be able to have a memorable story that people are like, I can't function without Trey. Yeah. I can't function without the Rose Show Live. That's what stories do. Wow. And how does the live stream strategy come into play with telling your story? Because what live video does, it gives everybody the capability of building no like and trust factor immediately. Um, it gives it gives your audience an opportunity to connect with you one on one. It takes down the curtain. It takes down the razzle dazzle. Now they get a chance to see you for real. Yeah. You know, I always tell people static video is great, right? You can edit it, you can finesse it, it looks great. But when you do live video, that person is engaging with you in real time. They get to see you for real. They get to ask questions. Yeah. They get to become part of your tribe and your community. So you add the magic of storytelling to that process, 
and you have a major win rate. Okay. Mm. How do you um so the roast show live is that is that that's blending the two together then the storytelling and your live stream strategy that's that's blending the two together. Right. So I have a Facebook live show that I do um every Monday uh, at eight thirty PM Eastern and it's um the roast show live. And on the roast show live we'll either sometimes have guests, sometimes I'll do um uh, a business tip, inspirational moment. It just kind of depends on where the audience is going and yeah. what the subject matter of it of the day is. But that gives my audience an opportunity to get engaged with me, like I said, in real time. And nine times out of ten, there's always going to be a story. Seriously, I think it's a lot. It, it comes from a lot of my days of being a television news producer. I see stories everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I go, I see a story. Yeah. Matter of fact, I did a live video um, not too long ago where I talked about going to the nail salon and how my nail tech upsold me on something that I refused to get done to my nails. Mm. But he spoke to me in such a manner where he spoke to my pain point yeah. that I was willing to pay $10 extra for a service up until that point that I wasn't willing to do. Wow. So I got on live video and I talked to my live audience about how you need to, you ready for this? Yeah. Educate to the sale. So many people are trying to sell people, but you're not educating them to the sale. And that's what he did. He educated me on his service and that's how he was able to close the deal and make the sale. Yeah. Well, because I took a video and, and talked about my nail salon experience, that video now has over 4,000 views. Wow. And I can't even tell you how many shares. Wow. Wow. And that's why. And yeah. I can relate going to the nail salon, even a couple of phrases yes. can relate to that. You, you've so got to... can relate to, oh, educate the sale. This is her experience. Mm. That's, that's exactly where it's at. You mentioned the word tap a couple of times. There's a one of the world championship speakers from Toastmasters, Craig Valentine. He's the first person I heard to say tap and transport. And tapping into your audience's world and bring them into you. Mm. A lot of times as a, as a speaker or even as a, a salesperson, consultant, coach, whatever, you just come in gun hot, just shooting your shot. It's like, wait a minute, nobody's even aware of what you're trying to sell. Like most people don't even know. You didn't even know that your, your nail stylist was solving a pain until he made you aware that the pain existed. And obviously, you know, pain is a relative term. Um, not not like a physical agony right. type of pain, but the pain that he was trying to solve is is you getting uh, extra beautiful nails, you know, and this is why you need it. He brought the awareness to it. He tapped into right. to who you are, and he tapped. He helped you to acknowledge why this was necessary for you, and then he brought you into his world to be able to make that a reality for you. Yeah, people buy solutions. Don't believe me? Why is Walmart still in business? Mm. People buy solutions. Why? As a mom of four, I can go to Walmart, I can get my tires rotated, my oil changed, I can go make a deposit at the bank, I can pick up groceries, I can go and pick up um, home goods, I can go and pick up a toy for the kids, I can do all this stuff in wow. one shop. Wow. That solves a problem for me. And so as a marketer, as a salesperson, as a, per- a person with a product or service, we have to understand the pain point of our audience. And you as the solution. Yeah, and that. So, what do you? How do you help people bring that out? Because that's that's something tough um, to do. And I know from like my my early experience getting started as a speaker, it's 
you you kind of try too hard to tell your story or try to put too much effort into it and end up not telling the real story, but you're telling the story that people that you think they want to hear or you're telling them I'm letting people see me the way I want them to see me and not see me as who I am. How do you simplify that process so that I can focus on telling the whole truth instead of just giving you this piece that I think you want? Well, number one, I think we have to understand that when you create a product, whether you're in the service-based industry or whether you're a speaker, that you're going there as a servant. You're going there to serve. So it's about you, but it's really not about you. It's about your audience. Yeah. So I have to know my audience so well that I'm able to write a chapter in their diary or in journal. Mm. I have to know them that well. So I have to be able to tap into their pain points and be able to have a story that connects to their pain point that therefore connects them to me. See, that's what stories do. Stories connect humans. Humans connect to stories. Right. So I have to make sure that my story creates an instant connection between speaker and those that I'm speaking to. Hmm. Hmm. Create that instant connection. And what what happens afterwards? Right. Like after you, because you, we've all been in the place where you've, You've you've heard a speaker who is not very good, right? As soon as they lose, as soon as they lose my attention, I'm not I'm not checking back in. I don't care what else you say. If you lose me at the beginning of your speech, I'm not really I'm not with you at the end, you know, because you you didn't you didn't tap with me. You didn't come to my world. You're not speaking to me. Um, How do you when once you do connect, what does that do for your audience along the journey? Well, they become your tribe. They become your cheerleader. They start to see themselves in your story. See, your story gives people permission. And see whether that permission is good or bad. Whether you decide never to show up, you're giving people in your life permission not to show up in their life. Mm. Whether you decide to show up, take the stage, and show up fully as who God created you to be, then you're giving others permission to do the same. So when you're telling your story, you're telling the pain point, but you're also taking them on this adventure of how you became the hero or the solution and all of these things. When you're taking them through this journey, what you're doing is you're giving them permission to do the exact same thing and have the exact same outcome. Mm. I love that so much. I love that so much. And that's that's a great point, too, because, I mean, again, I'm thinking of it from a speaker standpoint Mm -hmm. or a storytelling standpoint, because you, you know, you get to a place where a lot of times you leave your audience hanging, too. So it's not just enough to to just tap into that world and and to stay right there, but to take them through the journey, which is, I, I say, passion, purpose, process or awareness, reflection, transition. So I'm bringing awareness to the pain that I'm reflecting with you on how I got to that point, on how I got to this yeah. pain, and even asking you if you've been to that place as well. But you can't you can't end that that piece, that purpose, without giving them the process of how you came back up out of that and what that's going to do for you in your life and what you're going to gain from it, essentially. Exactly. And the thing about it is people want to be a part of the journey. I, I mean, I know that everybody's story is not, you know, peaches and cream and it's not rosy and it's not good, that's good too because you have to understand that, I mean, people love a comeback story. Right. People love a hero and a villain. People also love this. Are you ready? Yeah. The mess. Because in your message, M-E-S-S-A-G-E, contains the word mess, M-E-S-S. 
So I have to be healed and okay with my mess in order to share it because in my mess is where I found my message. Wow. Wow. <laughs> see that? Yeah, so I see it. I have it. to be okay that I have failure. I have to be okay that things didn't work out all the time. I have to be okay that I was fired. I have to be okay that there was divorce. All of these other things because that's a part of the message too. Right, right. Hmm. And even even getting to that low point, there's a book by Brene Brown and it's called Daring Greatly. She's a vulnerability mm-hmm. researcher and she talks about how so often that we feel like our fears or our insecurities, the, the pains that we go through in life are, you know, they're only mine. Nobody else understands the way I feel. Nobody else has been to this place. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to share it because I don't want you to think that I'm insecure or I don't want you to see me in this light. But the truth is, when you're able to express yourself and acknowledge your vulnerabilities, acknowledge your pain and your insecurity, that's exactly what makes you strong to your audience and to the people that are listening to you. Because like you mentioned a minute ago, a minute ago that's what gives you permission or gives your audience permission to handle their pain and acknowledge their pain and to come out and take the next step. Exactly. I think we live in a culture where social media um, while I love social media has done a disservice because we, and I'm not saying you and I, but we as a culture have a tendency to look at someone's filtered life, yep. filtered life, and then judge our life against that. We look at someone's one chapter and judge our whole life against someone's one chapter mm. or one sentence in their life. And we have to understand that anybody can put a filter on something and make it look good. Right. So, again, it's like showing people, hey, the ups and downs, taking people through your journey and your transparency because transparency is the new currency. Mm. Mm. And when we're transparent with people, right, they're just like, man, I want to do business with this person because long gone up days are just buying a product, but people are buying relationships. Yeah. People do business with people that they know, like, and trust. At the end of the day. That's right. That is right. There's a reason why I go to the same nail salon. Why? I know I can trust them. Same reason. It's the same reason why I use the same makeup artist for everything that I do. Why? Because we develop a rapport. We develop a relationship. And when I sit down in the chair, Shorty knows me. Shorty knows what I want. No like trust. Mm. Mm. How did you how did you get to the place where you started to recognize or would first take me to your time as a TV producer and being behind the scenes and being able to you really get to soak it all in from that standpoint? You know, you I don't know if you were necessarily creating the kind of, well, I guess producers are creators, but you were creating it from yeah. another perspective. How did that lens help you uncover your story? You know, one of the things that's very interesting, I got into television news because my West Indian father, my mother and father are from Trinidad and Tobago. As a fourth grade, my dad would make me watch the news. And, you know, growing up back in those days, you only had one TV. And nine times out of ten, the person with the remote was always dad. <laughs> and he would make me watch the news. And one of the things that he told me as a fourth grader, he said, it's your responsibility as an American-born citizen to know what's going on in your country. Wow. I should more, know more about it than you do. And that really started this this love for being informed and then wanting to tell people about what's going on in the community. And I found out later that's journalism. Mm. That's, that's what we do. And as a journalist, I've been afforded the great opportunity to see history front and center, to be a part of history. Um, I saw 
front and center. I was there when they removed the Confederate flag from the State House dome. I covered when um, Dylan Roof uh, committed crime in the in the Charleston church. I mean, though there hasn't been always great stories, right? You know, you're there when um, uh, the girls USC, you know, won the top, the title championship. You know, you've seen great things, but you've also seen bad things too. Right. And I've been afforded through my profession to be able to see the best and the worst stories. Yeah. But I've also been given the opportunity to help create, shape, and educate the people who are be watching my program. Mm. And that's the pride, and that's the thing that I absolutely love about being a journalist, that I have the opportunity every single night, every broadcast, to educate, to inform, and help make someone's life better. Okay. And you're still working... I've taken that same thought, and I've translated it over into live video. Live video is about educating, empowering, entertaining. Okay. Do those things well and successful, and you will, without fail, have people watching. And who are you with? Who are you with now? By my book, excuse me. No, go ahead, finish. Go ahead. um, I work with. uh, Well, I was going to also say, and of course, you can buy my uh, book that's on Amazon, CEO of Live Video. There we go. CEO of Live Video, which teaches you how to connect, engage, and make an offer on Live Video. Mm. It's available right now on Amazon. There we go. Go Say it one more time so we make sure everybody hears it. So it's CEO of Live Video, and it's an acronym, Connect, Engage, and Offer. And it teaches you how to convert your live audience into paying clients. And the book became an Amazon bestseller in 24 hours. I'm really excited and proud of it. But I've had people say that this is the textbook of how to do live video and how mm. to do it well. That's what people say. You can go on Amazon, you can read the reviews of what people are saying about yeah. the book, but that book really walks you through step by step from how you begin that live video to even how you end it. Yeah. What brought you to the place where, and I know you're, what, what, are you with the network right now? I know you've got credits with all kinds of CBS. I am, I am, yes. Is CBS? Yes, so I am working currently currently with CBS. Okay. A local CBS station. Gotcha. And what brought, what what made you want to branch out from CBS and what's what's driving your message right now? I mean I know obviously it's with CBS but also with Rosho Live and with the CEO. Sure. What's 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 the message you're trying to get out? The message is I know that I've been called to raise up messengers. People who no longer want to remain silent. Mm. People who no longer want to be hit figures and blend the background. This is people who understand that they're a VIP. And VIP stands for visibility is power. They understand that their visibility is power. Their visibility is profitable. And so I know I'm called to help people recognize and that they're a mouthpiece and recognize that their message is important to the conversation and the dialogue, and they can no longer remain silent. So that's mm. what drives me with every program, with every guest, with everything that we do, every product that we release. It's helping people take ownership of their brand right. and of their own media. Wow. Do you feel like you're living your purpose right now? Oh, yeah. I, I Every day. I mean, 
I just was on a phone call with a former client today, and she's getting ready to share um, her testimony um, before a, a live on stage. Wow. And um, she's really excited about it. But one of the things that she told me is, I remember when we had a session years ago, and I remember what she told me about the storytelling process, that when it comes to telling people about those murky and uh, uncomfortable things, do a story assessment. Write down, this is what I'm willing to share, and this is what I'm not willing to share. Mm. Be very intentional about the mess or the trauma in your life. And to hear her talk about how she's going to craft this message to tell people about what's happened in her life is powerful. I mean, that's impact. And to hear her talk about what we discussed years ago and her putting into place now for this moment, she's more than prepared. Wow. Because we gave her the tools that she needed in order to be successful to do it. Wow. Wow. That's that's amazing. And, and that's all it takes is just one person, one current or former or previous or just listener to tell you, what your message has done for them makes makes everything worth it. It makes all the journey that you've been yeah. through and all that you go through worth worth doing what you do. You know what I'm saying? And that's uh that's why I feel like yeah. your brunch is important. I'm sad I'll be out of town and I'll miss it. But talk about the brunch that you've got coming up in September. Um, and what what's your what's your goal and mission for this? So excited about the VIP brunch experience, which. Visibility is power. We're really excited because this is going to be a networking and empowerment event. I've been telling people this is like your pep rally event of the year. It's September 8th in downtown in downtown Columbia at the Palmetto Club. And we're really excited because from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., we have our success circle, our success VIP brunch circle. And I'm excited. These are people who are game changers, who understood their visibility and have not backed off. So we have the mm. um, first African-American female, um, Mayor Pro Tem in Columbia, Tamika Isaac Devine. We have um, John Maxwell coach, Lynette Dutton. We have both of my mentors who've taught me how to show up, um, Mr. Point B expert, Marcus D. Benjamin. And then um, former Minorities Affairs Business Director, Tia Brewer-Footman, who is going to be at the um, banquet as well, excuse me, at the brunch as well. Okay. We also have a keynote speaker, and then we have a swag bag um, worth well over $500 for every person that participates. Now, one thing about my event, let me tell you about the swag bags. I know you got a couple of ladies who are listening. <laughs> the brave dudes, guys are more than welcome to be in the room. This is not just for the ladies. Listen, guys need to understand their visibility is power, too. But um, we have a swag bag that's going to be filled with some of my favorite things. Last year at our event, we had Belk as one of our sponsors. So we had Belk products. We actually had full-size Shea Moisture Shampoo products. We have some really great sponsors this year Hmm. who are going to be a part of our um, VIP experience. And that's for everyone who attends, who pays the ticket. Ticket's a $100 investment. That includes a beautiful brunch, an exclusive club. That includes um, networking, that includes the empowerment section, and a keynote speech. Listen, you need and the swag. September 8th. And the swag bag. So and the September swag. 8th, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., and you can go right on Eventbrite. The VIP Brunch Experience. Okay. Dot eventbrite.com. Okay. The VIP Brunch Experience. Dot eventbrite.com. And if I want to know more about you, Roshana, where would I go to find that information? Sure. I am known all across social media as the Rosho Live. That's T H E 
R-O-S-H-O Live, L-I-V-E, The Rosho Live. You can also go to my website, theroshowlive.com. Okay. <laughs> you sound like you're on TV. I know. I just realized that when I said that. No, I, happens, I have to break. No, I, no, no, you're, you're supposed to. I mean, that's, that's your story. You're in your zone right now. I love it. I love it. I love it. What um what what final words do you want to leave with those that are listening right now? We we know about your book, we know about sure. your brunch, we know about where we can find you. What what else do um anybody male or female need to know before we sign off? Trey, thank you so much for this. I really appreciate this opportunity in your space, and I count it an honor to speak to your audience. One of the things that I want to leave with everyone is one of um, my favorite Native American proverb, and it says this: "Those who tell the stories." rule the world mm. those who tell the stories rule the world now here's the thing with that those who tell the stories whether they're true or not rule the world so here's my challenge to your audience if you have not been telling the stories up until this point you're subjecting your audience your clients the people who need you the people who are up at night looking for an answer or solution you're subjecting that to people who are telling inaccurate stories. If you're the person who has the solution, if you're what they need, that means you gotta start showing up and telling the story. Because those who tell the stories rule the world. Wow. Whether you believe it or not, every single day we're being sold a story. That's it. How do you tell yours? That's it. Tell your story. Those who tell the story rule your world. Roshana, thank you so much for joining us on the Dash Podcast. This is this is great information. You know, this is something. It's it's time for the next level. I think in life, that is the season right now is growing in abundance. You know, and, yeah. and taking the next step and having your overflow, turning your water into wine, whatever the case is, it's time for that next step. And I think you just helped somebody get to the next step with the message you shared today, Roshana. I thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, my friend, for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. No problem. And for you that's listening, if you like it, share it. Go follow follow Roshanda at all of her social media sites at The Rose Show Live. And stay tuned next time for our episodes on The Dash Podcast.